102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535 in Genesis on Rock 102. Hey, uh, I woke up this morning and there was frost in my car. I just want to let you know about it in case you're up early and uh, figure it out. Today's going to be a nice day with a mix of sun and clouds and a high of 55. No, there was frost on my car. I had to scrape it off with a BJ's card. Uh, tonight, rain, low of 46. And for tomorrow, cloudy with periods of rain throughout the day and a high of 60. It's only 29 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Hell of a show today. So much going on. I'd love to tell you all about it. But I don't want to spoil the surprise of it all. But it starts now. Just about 537 at Rock 102. Save yourself 30% on all things in the Pioneer Valley. Restaurants, outdoor Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 552 and Billy Joel and Rock 102. What is it that he says there at that little in that little end there? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, which part? It, it, right at the, it, it, you know, when they're doing it. And then he says something like faintly in the background. Okay. What does he say? I don't know, but it sounds like the F word. Come on, Billy Joel. It does. Using the F word, please. Oh, he's from Long Island. It uh, wouldn't be out of his realm. The only use... F word that Billy Joel ever uses is financial insolvency. That's the only oh. F word he knows. Well, I'm just saying, there's something that he says at the little. We'll have to analyze Yeah, well, that we'll have to go time. through it. it... Uh, it's going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 55. Uh, tomorrow, uh, not that great. Rainy with a high of 60. It's 33 right now in downtown Springfield. Hey, what do you say we hop right into some Hollywood trash with Steve Naked? Facebook is trying to rehabilitate its image by changing the company name to Meta. That should help. You know that thing you use with your friends to, you know, fight over vaccine efficacy? You know what I mean? It'll I think it's uh, called Facebook. I think the reason why they're calling it Meta is because Mark Zuckerberg never met a personal identity, wasn't willing to sell to us another buyer. Probably, but now it's just one of the services that Meta provides along with Instagram and, and WhatsApp. Uh, Zuckerberg said, quote, uh, Today we're seen as a social media company, but in our DNA we are a company that builds technology to connect people. And the Metaverse is the next frontier, just like social networking was when we got started. Isn't the same kind of horse crap that, like, Radio Shack used when they tried to change their name to just The Shack? Yeah. And try to eliminate radio? This will have absolutely no effect on anything whatsoever. Zuckerberg says he uh, envisions new metaverse, this new metaverse as an online realm featuring virtual and augmented reality technologies. I didn't even know what that means. That's not even English, Steve. That's, that's all gobbledygook to make you think that Facebook is suddenly... <laughs> Operating with a conscience. Well, it's uh, it's it's smart people nerd talk, and I don't know. Uh, I'm not smart. Uh, I've been a nerd many times in my life, but I'll, not I'll, about I'll, this. I'll spot you on that one. Uh, Tom Hanks loves crashing weddings, and he did it again last weekend when he saw two people getting hitched on the beach in Santa Monica. And after the ceremony was over, Tom came over and asked if he could take a picture with the happy couple. He saw a woman in a wedding dress, and he says, hey, wh- wh- is the groom around? He was quickly informed that this was a same-sex wedding. Oh, And geez. the groom was a woman who was standing right there wearing a suit and tie. But it's Tom Hanks. How can you get angry at Tom Hanks? Well, he said, oh, get out. Oh, man, my stock just exploded. The couple says that Tom told them, quote, 
I saw the ceremony from back there, and it had to be one of the most beautiful ceremonies that I've ever seen. They added, uh, he gave us love advice and was just so positive and humble. Oh, there you go. Of course, uh, you know, we didn't uh, get a chance to talk about the death of Peter Scolari, speaking of uh, Tom Hanks from Bosom he, Buddies. Get out! Yeah. He died? Uh, cancer, I believe it was. When did that happen? Like last week or over the weekend? Uh, see, I was busy traveling, yeah. so I probably didn't even pay attention. to I have a picture with him when he was here in the studio. Yeah, we should have uh, we should have replayed that, but of course, you know, it's kind of yesterday's news now. Well, I... But he was a pleasant fella. Was he was that... a nice guy. Yeah, he was I a like very Peter nice. Peter Scolari. Yeah, he was, a, he was more of the theater actor, though. Like, yeah. you know, people will look at him and go, well, you got, uh, you know, Tom Hanks, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, got- Tom Hanks became a box office legend, but, but Peter Scolari never stopped working. No, and he had a he had a very big following among the Broadway, uh, the Broadway uh, crowd. Yes. Like, he was, he was uh, very much, he was, a, he was a master thespian, if you will. Yes. Yes. He could recite lyrics yeah. and have people confused for oh. crappy prizes all the time. That makes me sad. That Peter Scolari. Peter Scolari. Yeah. yeah, he was the bosom buddy. It, that was uh, that was one of my favorite television shows. That was a hell of a show back then. Ashton Kutcher ended up in the hospital twice with pancreatitis while preparing to play Steve Jobs because he tried to replicate Jobs' fruit-heavy diet. Ew. Mila Kunis said, quote, he's so dumb. He'll... That's like your wife tells you. This is how your wife can talk about you. It's no longer the we're in love together. It's like this dumbass. He only ate like grapes at one point. It's so stupid. (laughs) Meanwhile, she's eating McRibs and uh, cheeseburgers. She doesn't doesn't care. No. But Ashton, if you want a whole plate of apples and grass, go right ahead. Uh, PETA wants to ban the term bullpen from baseball because it refers to the place cows are held before they're slaughtered. They've suggested an alter uh, alternate term uh, for the area where the pitchers warm up. The arm, arm barn. barn. Really? I uh, I don't see that sticking. Um, no. I don't know <laughs> where it, how they think that they're going to just change something that's been in use for... Oh, well over 150 years. Right. And that's wow. why I talked about it mm-hmm. an hour ago on The View from the Couch. Oh, right, right. The hour. I remember that. Remember you talking about that? More than an hour ago. Well, it'll it'll play again, what? and then uh, and then we can hear all, all again. Yeah. We can do it again. It's like by the time you hear this, yeah. you will have already heard it several times. And you can hear it on the podcast for free anytime you want. You're damn right about that, Steve. Uh, Look at us selling the sizzle of this show. Did you know uh, Elf? had a sequel that was written, but Will Ferrell turned it down, even though he would have made $29 million. He says he didn't like the script and he would have just been doing it for the money. Isn't that why he's done most of his movies? Well, Taking I think a he, kind of a light script and turn it into gold for a few bucks? Yeah, but you know what? The way he acts, I think he really enjoys being that way. Like being a doofus and a goof. Like, it, you know, it's fun. You know, when he's in a movie where it's funny, he's great. But I've seen him in a couple of movies where, and I forgot what it was about, all about. It was like a, it was like a, they were singers in Sweden or Switzerland, and it was awful. Can't remember the name of it, but it was so bad that we didn't even finish it. Oh, right. Really? And like, you know, Step Brothers is one of our favorite movies. Yeah. I, there's, there's only so much I can take of him. Of Will Ferrell? Yeah. Really? Yeah. There's uh like, I, I love his cameo in, um, in The Wedding Crashers. Yes. Where he plays the guy who's trying to bang chicks from funerals. 
but he's like in his mom's house and he's like, hey man, you want some meatloaf? Ma! Meatloaf! Meatloaf! Ma! I don't know what she's doing in there. I never know what she's doing in there. It's just the, just the funny character. That he yeah, but when, but when he's uh, stinking up the joint, it's pretty significant. Uh, eating disorder advocates take issue with the great British bake-off judge Prue Leaf calling desserts, quote, worth every calorie. They say, quote, equating food with good or bad moral uh, connotations can lead to feelings of guilt and shame and even encourage eating disorder behaviors. It's a baking show. It's, a it's ba- all about fatty foods. I, uh, My kids were on a uh, were on a, a bender of that show for a while, and every time I watch it, I'm thinking, "Oh my god, I I would lose all the circulation to my feet if I were a judge on that show." I think you probably would. The American, uh, I'd, I'd have to restrict my diet to no carbs for at least uh, the rest of my life. I'd be on a pump. Can't do that. That's torturing your body. No carbs. Uh, and that Morgan Walling guy, you know, the one that uh, went on that whole racist tirade until yes. he caught it on camera? Yes. He's a, he picked up two American Music Awards nominations, but he won't be allowed to attend the show because his conduct does not align with their core values. What are you talking about? How come I can't go to the show? Uh, <laughs> Morgan, you remember that thing where you were drinking and you went on that thing with the N-word? <laughs> well, is that wrong? Should I have not done that? I got to plead ignorance here. <laughs> I thought that's what country music was all about. And that is your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Over the past four years. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 615 and ZZ Top on Rock 102. And it's foggy outside right now, which will burn off. And you'll see a high of 55 and sunshine today. Just want to let everybody. Uh, it's 33 right now in downtown Springfield. I don't mean to step on you, but I, yeah. I just want to uh, remind everybody that tomorrow night is the Halloween celebration at the at Rumble Seat yep. at in Chicopee. Uh-huh. Uh, I'll have uh, we'll be having a costume contest with prizes and uh-huh. uh, laughter and fun and joy, as opposed to the sad event you'll be yeah, hosting at the same all exact of time. That will be ten times happier and fun over at Seven Bees Hunting. I don't know about that, Steve. The uh, the Halloween celebration is always a uh, a kick ass time. If I do I, say so myself. I think we should uh, take pictures of the crowds at each event while we're there to show uh, that I have the better one. Yeah, I, I'm. Uh, my phone's not working very well, so I I, I can't uh, can't say I can provide those pictures. But uh, nevertheless, costume contest tomorrow night. At uh, at the Rumble Seat. Yeah, talk about uh, Halloween candy here in just a minute. But first, just to tie up a few things here. Yeah. Peter Scolari, we were talking about that about uh, 20 minutes ago when we did Hollywood Trash. Right. And uh, I I didn't even occur to me that when I was talking about that Billy Joel song that we came out of. That was life, a theme song to Buzz and Buddies. That was the theme song to the show. I know. Isn't that weird? I, it, well, what, are the, what are the odds? And we hardly ever play that song, and for pretty good reason. But nevertheless... Uh, yeah, Peter Scolari died last weekend. Uh, yeah, that's a, I, that just it's it sucks. He was such a nice guy. He came in here about ten years ago. I just posted reposted the picture from ten years ago when I had my uh, my picture taken with him right out here in the hallway. I don't know if I got a, a picture taken with Peter that day. 
Or if it did, it did, and it never got published. Well, it's better than the screech photo I had uh, taken with. Yeah, that uh, that kind of turned ugly. I got all these pictures with people who have died. Ralphie May, uh, Greg <laughs> John, Giraldo. John Panette. John Panette. <laughs> all these people have died. We've killed a lot of celebrities on this show. Uh, so that, that was an interesting thing. Just a real quick follow-up on my uh, trash can situation. Yeah. Last week I explained to you about uh, Wally, uh, my lovable uh, black lab. Yeah. Who is... A pain in my uh, keister for uh, knocking the trash over every single time we leave. Sure. And I had to start locking it up in the bathroom and, you know, being held hostage in my own home. Sure. Well, I finally got this uh, this locking lid trash can, which is the perfect size that I need, and it has the locking lid on the top. Okay. So I locked the lid. The first night I had it, you could tell that he moved it, but he couldn't get into it. Ooh, so, really? that's a good thing. Okay. Right? And then yesterday, I come home. Oh, boy. He, the locking lid works, but not the whole lid that goes on top for you to take off to put the bag back in the can. So that piece, he it, it's, it snapped on there pretty hard. Yeah. And he unsnapped it. This dog is like a wonder. I, I, you know, from... From uh, from his physical uh, attributes mm-hmm. to his uh, his mind, he's like a genius dog, but he's working for evil. I just don't understand how he got the lid off. Like it's supposed he's to be. He's had all day to himself. He's like, well, I figure this out. Like he's yeah, he's got schematics. He's got uh, does he have this blueprint? Yeah, I was gonna say, does, of... does he have a manual that he's yeah. going through, like you know how to operate this thing? Well, you know, it was funny because I did look at my Amazon account, and somebody did go in and check to see which orders came. I think he was studying <laughs> which uh, which model I got. You got the you got the sterile tight or whatever the yeah. hell what, what is it? The what do you say that word? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. And yeah, I you, pronounce it. You got that uh, brown uh, weaved uh, looking uh, trash can. Uh, all right. Well, this is how you get it out. You may need to rescind his phone privileges. Yeah, when you when you see Google's uh, for how to break into sterile type trash cans, right? Yeah, I uh, I don't know how your dog does that, but you know, have you thought about maybe one of those? And I and obviously it's like a, I mean, you have to have someone come to your house and, and put this in, but like one of those cabinets that goes like in your uh, yeah. in your cabinets that you pull out and there's the garbage. <sighs> I could do that. I had one of those in the other house. The only thing about those is they tend to get very dirty very quickly. Like yeah. the edges, uh, you know, with the kids throwing crap in there, you know, food splatter and all that yeah, but stuff. The, you got to clean it like every day. Sure, but in this, in the same way that you can get one of those childproof, uh, you know, little things for like you know drawers and stuff, mm-hmm. you could do it there. There's no way that dog's gonna figure that out. Because you need opposable thumbs to make that happen. Literally, he is a son of a bitch. No, I get that, yeah. but you need like opposable thumbs to open up the garbage. You know, with that childproof attachment on the on the uh, on the cabinet, I think he would be able to figure it out. I think it's like one of those bar puzzles, you know, with those metal ones where you try to get the loop out of the hole. You know oh, what I'm talking about? Yeah, those yeah. are tough. He could he could figure that out. He could do it. He didn't even need the instructions. You know, you you may have to just you know you know, put your foot down and say it's it's either you go or we go. Uh, no more of this. It's like you know maybe you may have to threaten to put him out in the street. Yeah, I don't have the uh, the funds available to just go from my home. Well, obviously, it's a thinly, a thinly veiled threat. Right. I mean, you're not going to leave your home. But if you say, you know, I'm sure there's some other family of dirtbags that will be happy to take you in. 
Yeah, I'm sure he would. Someone be, with uh, much some, less night. Someone with much less delicious trash. Somebody with a better trash can that uh, wouldn't uh, open. You know. Yeah. Right. Somebody who has a better, uh, better system in their home for for not having that happen. I mean, I know it's it's somewhat neglectful to you know threaten that kind of thing, and it's. Uh, you know, maybe a little heavy-handed, but you know, this dog's not learning a lesson. And I'm thinking you're not, you're not being firm enough with the dog. Yeah, I've, I'm, I have a lot. Of, I have a big problem with that. Not being firm enough. Yeah. You know what I'm well, saying? a lot of men your age have that issue. All the, but... lady, all the ladies talk about that. <laughs> you're not firm enough. <laughs> That's your problem. But this dog is ruining your is, is ruling your life. It's like your dog has actually dictated who's in charge, and it ain't you, and it ain't the kids. When I have to lock up all the food in my house, the threat that this dog will eat it. You can't even leave a loaf of bread on the counter. See, It'll my, be gone. my dog doesn't do any of that stuff. It's weird because we have like a garbage thing that uh, doesn't have a lid. It's yeah. just open and we uh, you know, throw it out when it gets full. And he just uh, ignores it. He, call, he completely walks past it. But if, we're, if I'm holding food in my hand or in a bowl or a plate... He's right on me like uh, like fat in a pig. See, I buy uh, high-priced food for my dog. So do I. You know, like the Taste of the Wild stuff with yeah. the salmon and the... We got the blue... Bu- we uh, do the, boo- the blue buffalo for, for Lou. Like, uh, dude, I- I'm hooking you up with prime cut food. And yet he's still not satisfied. No, this dog's got a serious attitude problem. He does. But he's so cute. Cute doesn't that's, mean anything the, at this point. You know, yeah. yeah, he was cute when he was younger, but now he's just becoming an arrogant, controlling, mm-hmm. domineering beast. Do you really want that in your house? No, I don't. But I also, uh, you know, don't want to get rid of him. He just needs to be corrected somehow. Well, when are you going to start correcting him? Well, I'm going to have to put the mouse traps on top of the trash can now. You happy? Well, you know, I, I tell you, you know, that... Uh, a little aversion therapy would probably be very good for this dog. You know what I should get? I, you know, I had these things. Uh, <laughs> I had these things I gave my sister uh, for my mom when she was living at her house, right? Uh, because she had the tendency to wander. My mom, sure, they put these little alarms, like so. When you open the door, the alarm starts going off to let everybody know that hey, uh, mom's out of her room. Uh, let's go put her back in the shackles and put her back in the bed, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> So I think I could probably use those. Yeah. Oh, you, you could use those. If I put one on the side of the trash can and then match it up with the lid, that with the if the lid were to come off, it would have this piercing sound yeah. that would drive him nuts. Right. See, I scare mean, the I, crap out. I suppose that would work, you know, especially if it's at, set at a pitch that only the dog could hear so it doesn't drive you, your neighbors yeah. crazy. But how much more are you willing to do? How far are you going to take this? Know. This dog is this dog is controlling you, Steve. Uh, you're not a you're not a weak guy. You're a you're a strong-willed man. I mean, you're the you're the man of the house. This dog should be following you. Instead, he's got you controlled. Yeah, he's he, having you do all kinds of crazy things, and he's just laughing in your face because he knows he's going to get into that trash. He knows he's getting in there. There's nothing you can do to stop him until you finally put your foot down and be a man about it. You got to you got to sack up on this situation. It's like uh it's like the battle of Yorktown, you know? Like I'm going to win this. I'm going to win this at some point. I'm going to take over everything. I'm going to be I'm going to be uh 
very well versed on how to keep a dog out of a trash can. Yeah, you got two alpha personalities. There's you and your dog, yeah. and right now your dog is outsmarting you. And you're, you're going to have to step up your A game on this one, Steve, because otherwise this dog is going to control everything you do. I wish I could just, uh, you know, uh, be as good as, like, the dog whisperer. You know, the remember that Vlad guy we had on the show years ago? Yeah, I remember that guy. Vlad! And he would talk about the how to t- train your dog, and he could, t- he could make every dog. we got to get that guy back on. Except you couldn't understand a thing he was doing because of his thick accent. Yeah, but as long as he knows what he's talking to the dog about, well, uh, maybe. Then maybe we can figure this out. Maybe you need to be retrained because this dog is going to be the death of you. All I'm right. sure of it. It's time for a new house. It's 625 with Paxton O'Brien and Steve Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it's 629 with Baxon O'Brien to Rock 102. Going to be uh, sunny eventually after the fog tapers off and a high of 56 to, uh, tomorrow. Not so nice. Rainy with a high of 60. It's 33 right now in downtown Springfield. So uh, a little bit later on, we're going to talk about uh, formal wear because uh, you're debating or have bought a tux. I bought a tux. Good yesterday. for you, Jack. Telling you, smart thing. Well, I mean, it made sense with the price of the rental versus how much the actual thing costs. And I'm like, well, I'm going to wear this more than once. Yeah, we'll get into that a little bit later on. But, you know, that it makes it makes all the sense in the world. Yes, it does. And with that, let's laugh. Tell me. Tell me what's fun. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Springfield's Classic Rock. What is a what is a person from Palmer's favorite dating app? I don't know. What is a person from Palmer's favorite dating app? Twenty three and me. Booyah! Bax and O'Brien. Six thirty-three with Bax and O'Brien to Rock One Hundred Two. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Well, thank you, Bax. Oh, you're very welcome, Steve. A uh, gang member is off the streets after the DA's safe unit to uh, make an arrest last week, according to the Hamden District Attorney's Office spokesman Jim Lydon. Around four fifteen p.m. on October nineteenth, members of the safe unit uh, and Massachusetts State Police gang unit arrested Jonathan Acevedo, A.K.A. Plainfield Johnny. Hey, it's Plainfield Johnny. That's a horrible nickname for a guy who's supposed to be all tough and stuff. Well, he probably lives off of Plainfield Street. True, but you know. there's got to be more than one Johnny on that street. Leiden, well, but he's the most famous Johnny. He's the Plainfield Johnny. Well, how can that guy be Plainfield Johnny if there's another guy on the street named Johnny, too? That's like two Plainfield Johnnies. How are the cops supposed to know which Plainfield Johnny is the, uh, the one who's uh, committed a crime? Yeah, but this guy's probably only known as Plainfield Johnny. On that street. Do you call the other guy like Plainfield Johnny Two or Plainfield Johnny Junior? It's it's like working here. You got uh, you got two Daves in the building, right? Yeah. One guy I call David, and the other guy I call Dave. I do the same thing because same that's guys. How, that's how you make the distinction between two people, and the class system, of course. Uh, well, David there is, is too more uh, you know elegant, uh, whereas Dave is just like whatever. I, I wouldn't call him elegant. I mean, well, I, I'm just saying. He's a, uh, probably a little know. more sophisticated than Dave. And, you know, I mean, Dave's a great guy and everything, yeah. but, uh, you know, but, on the pecking order, David's a little bit more important. So maybe there's Plainfield John, and then there's Plainfield Johnny. God, it gets so confusing. Yeah. I don't know how these gang guys do it. 
Keep all the names straight. Uh, Leiden says uh, Acevedo is an affiliate of the Plainfield and Sycamore Street gangs. Well, at least you're not Johnny Sycamore. How many Johnnies are on Sycamore Street? Probably more than one. Uh, probably. Not, and, and not as many as there used to be. It's interesting, though, that we're finding out about this 10 days after he was arrested. What is that? You said the 19th? Yeah. Today's the 29th? Mm-hmm. It's been 10 days. That's, you know, that's like uh, that's almost like a full billing cycle. Officers uh, learned he was engaged in street-level gang activity and was arrested in possession of a Taurus 45 caliber firearm equipped with a laser sight. Ooh, a fancy one. Wow. He's uh, charged with possession of a firearm, loaded firearm, yada, yada, yada. He was out on bail before his arrest on heroin and cocaine trafficking charges. He was arraigned in Springfield District Court on October 20th and is being held without the right to bail on uh, dangerousness. Near, here. Somebody just messaged me, two Plainfield Johnnies? What is this, amateur hour? You're, you're, you're on to something, there, fella. I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Plainfield Johnny, now yeah. uh, wrapped up. Uh, is he now going to be uh, Ludlow Johnny? While he awaits uh, sentencing, uh, I don't know if they uh, if they do that. What's the street that, that that's on? Isn't that uh, Katy Street? <laughs> right. Katy Street Johnny. It's Katy Street Johnny. Well, hey, there you go. You know, sometimes uh, that happens. Uh, cannabis cultivators in Western Massachusetts are bringing technology to their packaging, adding QR codes that provide information about terpenes and harvest dates. That's all the stuff that's in the marijuana. The terpenes. I had no idea. Uh, just incredible cultivation CEO and head to horticulturist Reginald Stanfield said the focus is on providing education, essentially bringing a bud tender right to your hand. The QR codes are added in collaboration with Royal Technology and Agriculture, a software firm located in Cummington. <laughs> just incredible cultivation is the only black veteran and woman owned recreational cannabis cultivation facility on the East Coast. Uh, by incorporating QR codes into every strain, Just Incredible Cultivation is helping lead the way in uh, combining commercial grow and technology. It's funny how, like, all these, like, little hill towns now have become these grow houses. There's uh, Sandusfield, there's one. Mm-hmm. There's, uh, I can't well, remember. Well, a lot of those communities. Sheffield. Sheffield. I mean, a lot of those communities are agricultural anyway. Right, these, are, but, these are guys that actually know how to grow stuff. But it's funny how, like, you don't know, like, where these things are coming from until you start hearing where the grow houses are. Because everything has to be done here in the mm-hmm. state if you're selling it through a dispensary. Right. So all that uh, that grow stuff. But, uh, man, yeah, everybody uh, was picking on the hicks years ago. Oh, and I know. Now it's, uh, now it's becoming a booming site for growing weed. Now we're realizing how much we need them. That's true. You know, uh, not to dismiss anybody who is doing it, uh, you know, on their own or, you know, working in a dispensary without a lot of agricultural experience behind them. But, you know, there's a there's a local farm to table thing that I I can appreciate here in Massachusetts. You know, if, if I was going to be buying a whole bunch of weed, I'd I'd want it to be. Local by a, a local farmer who uh, you know, makes his living with his uh, sweat and effort yeah. on the uh, on the fields. The hard-working farmer. Uh, the, you know what? The fa- the American farmer's been through enough. You give him a chance to grow a little bit of weed as opposed to, you know, broccoli or, you know, alfalfa sprouts or whatever. Ugh. You know, say, who eats that? Uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I feel a little bit more comfortable knowing this came from a good old American farm. There's a uh, there's a place out in Beckett. Uh, it's called the Route 8 Pub. Yeah. They have a pub on one side and a dispensary on the other side. 
So if you get and, the munchies, and, and, you can just go next door. Right, and there's food. There's a, it's it's like a, you know like a pub menu type of food. Well, I assume there was like uh, bar food. I haven't been there yet, but I keep seeing all these uh, great reviews about it. We should go. I'm gonna have to check it out. We should absolutely go. Where is it, Beckett? Yeah, it's all the way in Beckett. You want to take a road trip to Beckett this weekend? I know you got the party going on tomorrow night, but you want to take a road trip maybe Sunday? You're not going to try to get me all uh, high on Saturday, so I'm operating uh, on less capacity for my party as opposed to your party, right? I wouldn't put it past me. You're making it sound like you can't be trusted. Uh, I can't be trusted. You know I can't be trusted. Uh, speaking of like good places, I, I saw this story on Ma- or, uh, Western Mass News last week. Yes, about this uh, Polish restaurant that opened a, bre- a Polish breakfast restaurant. Where it's actually only open at night. <laughs> you see, <laughs> I I'm just kidding. It there. It's in, uh, it's in uh, West. It's in West Springfield. They were and they didn't give the address to the place, which I thought was weird. They were just interviewing the owner about uh, how she was opening a, a, a restaurant during a pandemic. Um, it's in the... There was a place called Bottega Cucina, I think, in West Springfield. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. It's on... I believe it's Morgan Road, um, where, the Morgan. Mo- where the movie theaters are. Oh, okay. And you got like a, you got like a Taco Bell and a Dunkin' yeah, and all that stuff yeah. there. Well, across the street from that, there's a little uh, like convenience store, and next to that... Used to be an Italian restaurant. I think it was called Bottega, Bottega, Bottega. Well, I don't know. It was something, and I didn't even realize that it had changed. Wow! And uh, I went there last week. And awesome! It really? Was, it was like the. It was some of the best like Polish food. Uh, what you that get? I've had. I got a Polish plate because I wanted to. You know. You want to sample take the whole a thing. tour? Take a tour around Poland. Sure. You know? Right. And they uh, they give you they give you a nice hunk of kielbasa. Oh yeah. They give you uh, two. Pierogies. Pierogies? Yes. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of the cabbage and mushroom ones, not the potato and cheese. But I understand. Cabbage and mushroom. And then uh, some other stuff that was like, it was like sauerkrauty type of, uh-huh. you know, uh, I, w- yeah. I, I, I say mush, but not in a bad way. It was like. But good. Whatever. It was good. It had a name for it, and I don't know the name of it. And you and you got all this stuff. You get some pizza. You get some bread with it, and uh, it was it was it was good. I'll tell you what, yeah, good Polish food is fantastic. You know. I'm impressed by the fact that there's a bunch of people opening up restaurants during this whole, uh, you know, COVID thing. Like in the uh, in Mass Live yesterday, they talked about uh, two restaurant locations which have uh, you know they've both been approved. Like uh, Maddie's up on Boston Road yeah. has been approved for like another banquet hall type of uh, mm-hmm. business, and then the old typical Sicilian on Belmont mm-hmm. is now going to be like a, a Puerto Rican restaurant, which means. There's going to be some pork uh, shoulder being cooked oh, yeah. somewhere, and I'm all about that. Yeah, the pernils. Yeah, fantastic. So, you know, so because typical Sicilian is now in East Longmeadow as a takeout business only, but that old building is now going to be something else. And, you know, I, I got to applaud someone for having the chutzpah to open up a restaurant uh, in these difficult times. Listen, I think if you're opening a place, uh, you know, from what I saw in this particular restaurant, it seems like there was a lot of family working there. You know, because that's where you get most of your labor when you can't hire when when people aren't aren't seeking out employment. You you know you're not going to be able to get a wait a good wait staff. Yeah. Uh, but you can rely on your family, and uh, the, I mean this place was booming, and and the food was was uh, was brought out, you know, within a reasonable amount of time. That's not bad.
I rarely go over the river, though. I, I mean, to be quite honest, I don't go into West Springfield as often as I probably listen, should. Listen, listen. This is worth it. All right. I'm yeah. going to take your word for it. You, I would swim across the river for the... Uh, I just like having a big piece of meat in my mouth. You know what I mean? Big hot piece of meat. I bet. I bet that's true. It's shaped, uh, you know, like right. a sausage. No, I listen. I've I've heard I've heard stories. Uh, Attorney General Maura Healey announced that seven people have been indicted in connection with a coordinated scheme to collect reimbursement checks from mass health insurance companies for medical treatment they never received. The charges are the result of a joint investigation. <laughs> Uh, conducted by the AG's office in the Insurance Fraud Bureau of Massachusetts, revealing that from March 2015 through February of 2021, the defendants fraudulently collected more than $326,000 in reimbursement checks from their insurance companies after submitting 18 false insurance claims for medical treatment they allegedly received while traveling in Africa. The AG's uh, investigation found that the 18 sets of medical records provided by the defendants to their insurance companies were substantially similar and several of the the defendants were working and collecting wages in the United States on the same dates they were allegedly hospitalized and receiving care in Africa. You know, uh, for something to go on for six years, uh, yeah, uh, that's wrong to defraud an insurance company, but Six years, and you just found out about it like a year ago? Yeah, that's like not paying attention to uh, to certain things that are going on around you. Yeah, all of the uh, charges and allegations and the defendants are presumed innocent until proven guilty. Did they really have to put that in the uh, story? <laughs> yeah, I guess they did. Yeah, but we don't do that in every story. I'm gonna, no. I, should, I should add that to every uh, criminal story that we do. <laughs> By the way, all of these charges are allegations, and the defendants are presumed innocent until proven guilty. <clears throat> Yeah, that you know what? That's a good thing to do. That way we just all assume that you are, in fact, uh, guilt, uh, innocent until proven guilty. Yeah, I, I don't know about As that. As opposed to always having that rush to judgment. Hey, some people are guilty until proven innocent. We've seen that. Not many. in this country. <laughs> not in this Not on paper. Hey, look, uh, Alec Baldwin had an accident, and uh, he's already a murderer in many people's eyes. <laughs> Uh, this story is a little crazy. Uh, we don't have a room for like a shake and bake joke from the Talladega Nights movie. You know, right? Remember that 25 year old guy in Oregon named Alexis Gomez led police on a high speed chase this week and got arrested while wearing a Ricky Bobby costume from the Talladega Nights movie. Well, that's cool. He stole a truck around 6 p.m. on Tuesday afternoon and fired a gun at someone who started following him to get his license plate. That person also had a gun and returned fire, but nobody got hit. Alexis eventually crashed into a random person's garage during a high-speed chase with police, but they still didn't catch him. He then took off on foot. Then someone who lives nearby got an alert that their security system was going off. The homeowner's name is uh, Paul Willie, and he was able to watch the rest of it unfold on live security camera footage through his phone. Alexis broke into his house, and luckily no one in the family was home. Then he uh, found the Ricky Bobby costume, put it on, threw some jewelry and other valuables in a suitcase, and tried to flee the scene on a bicycle with two flat tires. This is all kinds of messed up going on here. All the while, still wearing the full Ricky Bobby jumpsuit with the matching hat. Uh, Paul had already called the cops, and the entire SWAT team had surrounded, uh, had the house surrounded, so Alexis finally gave himself up. He's facing a long list of charges, including first-degree assault, attempting to elude police, and first-degree burglary. I think once I get on the, co- the, uh, the, the bike with the flat tires, that's, that's the point where I say, all right, I'm giving up. Yeah. I'm I, not I, going anywhere with this bike. Yeah, well, I, 
the desperate attempt to get away, you have to give up at some point. Unless, yeah, I mean, unless you're going to go like the way you like, you're going to take me a dead or alive, you know, kind of. Yeah, I mean, unless you, you you jump in some sort of sports car and you can get away. But, you know, with a bike, you're not going anywhere, especially with the two flat tires. Uh, anyway, police held on to the costume as evidence, but got it back to Paul just in time for Halloween this Saturday. Oh, that's or, good. Sunday. Sunday. That's good. Sunday. Uh, but he's uh, they show the mugshot with him wearing the uh, the outfit. <laughs> hey, good for him. Perfect. You know? Huh? Well, maybe you can win a costume contest, help pay his uh, his legal expenses. Yeah, you can do that at 7Bs tomorrow night. Or at uh, the Rumble seat, which will be a, a far better party. I think 7Bs is going to be the better place. No, that's just so. my opinion. I guess. That's your opinion. Uh, that's everybody else's, too. And no. your Pioneer Valley forecast today. Yeah, the fog is going to taper off, and it's going to be sunny with a high of 55 tomorrow. Rainy with a high of 60. It is 34 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel. And that's to Springfield's Classic Rock at 655 in ACDC at Rock 102. Going to be eventually mostly sunny today with a high of 55. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 60. It's 34 in downtown Springfield. Uh, in spite of what you may have heard over the last uh, 15 minutes or so, yeah. uh, the greatest costume contest in Western Mass history takes place tomorrow night at the Rumble Seat on Springfield Street in Chicopee. With me and the road crew, we have a costume contest that is second to none that I am aware of. We have a bunch of different categories, uh, sexiest, best couple or group, funniest, most original, scariest, and a $250 cash prize for the best overall costume. Plus, we have uh, other prizes. Uh, I believe there will be some uh, tickets to see the Stone Temple Pilots and some other things, too. It's the Halloween celebration That is tomorrow night from uh, 9 to 11. I'm sure I'll be spending a good deal of time talking to uh, my very dear friend and owner of the Rumble Seat, Billy Stetson, who uh, not only owns the Rumble Seat, uh, but also the Collegian uh, Court uh, right. in Chicopee, uh, in not too far away from the very front door of the Rumble Seat. Okay. And i got to tell you, it will be quite a hootenanny tomorrow night. 9 to 11 at the greatest costume contest in Western Mass history at the Rumble Seat tomorrow night from Rock 102. Are they going to prep uh, Scott Wheeland up, uh, you know, his body up at the Rumble Seat to uh, give no. tickets to the band no, that the, he is no longer? For the, well, he, uh, he will not be there, obviously, because he is no longer living. Well, that's but, what I mean. It's a spooky Halloween thing. Ooh, here's STP tickets for... That's among the many prizes that are be giving away. I'm sure we have some that I haven't even been told about yet, like right. uh, some T-shirts or, you know, other tickets to other exciting, thrilling events. Uh, you know, yeah. but uh, take that for what it's worth. Uh, tomorrow night at the Rumble Seat or Seven Bs, if you feel like going over there. Uh, uh, no, no. Who, that's so far away from the Rumble Seat. Uh, <clears throat> I'm just looking at my uh, my Facebook. I'm sorry, my Meta Memories now. It's not Facebook memories. It's meta memories. Yeah, they haven't changed the name of the of the website. He yet. said they're not going to. It's just this new company that all of these other companies fall under. Yeah, yeah, he he never just... met a dollar. He didn't love. That's what that that's his problem. But um, I didn't realize today was the day of the ten years ago. Today was the October snowstorm. That uh, knocked us out of power for like two weeks. Around oh the yeah, you remember I, that? I do remember that. Yeah. So um, I remember like you know, like camping in front of the fire. Like in the, we had a fireplace in the dining room, and that's where we all camped for a couple of days. I used to live next to this. Uh, I used to live next to this uh, retirement home like thing. Yeah. So uh, we only had power. We we only lost power for like maybe twenty four hours. 
And our power was back on because they, they had, had a nursing home. They have the well, it's not a nursing home. It was like a retirement community, an assisted thing. living center. It wasn't even assisted living. It was just a, apartments for people fifty five and over. An asylum. Yes, an asylum. That makes sense. Uh, I don't have that luxury anymore. I don't live next to that uh, that home. Uh, so if the power were to go out in a catastrophic event, I'd be ass out. You know, as a guy who is now just tur- uh, who has just turned fifty five, I am now eligible to live in those sort of places. And if I'm really paying my uh, playing my cards right, I could move in and never have to worry about a power outage. Yeah, or changing a bedpan. Oh, look at you, the the generator. Yeah, that's right. That you don't use ever. I have a, I have a generator, but it uh, it does not uh, run. Uh, to to my specifications, what like uh, you know maintenance and <laughs> like, taking care of you know, it, maintenance and, taking care of it, to always uh, having to put more gasoline in it. I can see you when when the power does go out and you're like, oh, we got that generator, and you go out there and you're like, oh, this thing hasn't been started in eight years. I wonder if it'll work. <laughs> and then anyway, then I uh, you know, blow up the uh, the mouse nest inside that's roosted yeah. in there from the uh, from the shed. And then you'll come in here, you'll complain about it, you'll ask somebody to fix it for you. It'll be two weeks uh, to get the generator going, and the power will be already back on before you get to use it. But the next time I use it, it'll almost work again. Which will be another seven years. It's just about 7 o'clock on Rock 102. Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 712 and BTO on Rock 102. Fog tapering off and then uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 55. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 60. It's 34 right now in downtown Springfield. Um, I uh, went and purchased a tuxedo yesterday. You did? How about that? How about that? Never had a tuxedo in my life. I got to tell you, uh, when we got when Jenny and I got married, almost uh, believe it or not, almost three years ago, um, I had the option of either renting a tux or uh-huh. buying the tux. And uh, you know, I've rented a few tuxes along the way. And I mean, not that there's anything wrong with renting a tux. You know, you rent a tux, you're you're likely to get a good suit. But sometimes it's somebody else's suit. Well, uh, I went over to uh, the uh, the folks over at Formal Affair yesterday. In West Springfield? First time I've ever been in there. And i got to tell you, it's one of those places. It's small. It's locally owned business, small business, right? Yeah. Uh, When you walk into a place like that, you can tell that they know what they're doing. Oh, yeah. By the way, this is not a commercial for them. It's really not. It isn't. Uh, But I'm just saying, like, when you walk in, you ever walk into a a local business and you're like, these guys know what they're doing here. So you got the... I forget their names, too. I don't remember their names. What, a formal I, affair? I asked them their names, and then they told me, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll remember that. Well, Kevin's I... the owner. Okay, that guy. All right, Kevin's the owner. Yeah. And, uh, uh, oh, my God, uh, what's the name of the uh, lady? Mar- Marty. Uh, there's anyway. another guy in there. And then, uh, oh, Taylor. She's Taylor Swift. She's a Taylor. <laughs> right. Get it? Get you got it? right. I got yeah. that. Right. Uh, t- Taylor Swift. <laughs> the other guy. So when I, when I, when I got so – let me go back. Many years ago, I used to get a. Uh, we used to go do events, and we were required to get tuxedos, and mm-hmm. and you'd go to a pl- not formal affair, but you'd go to all the places, and you mm-hmm. know, like all of a sudden, like the the cuff of the pants are like you know halfway up your calf. Yeah, the yeah, shirt, yeah. the shirts have got sleeves that are too long. It's like you know, you did, you know, they they measured you, but they just it's like they lost the measurements when you got the tux, and it looks it looked like a clown suit by the time you got it. Yeah. So we were getting. Uh, so when I was uh, getting married, see, I uh, went there, same place, and and Kevin and I had this discussion. You know, you're here like two, three times a year. Why don't you just buy the tux? 
And I'm thinking, oh, I can never afford a tux. That's it. Yeah, it's, that's way too expensive and all that stuff. Fact of the matter is, yeah, it's not. It's not. And I was I was wildly surprised at how uh, reasonable the price is on a brand new one versus renting one. You know, you're talking maybe a two hundred dollar difference. And it uh, and I'm like, I can use this over and over again for yes. different events and DJs and things like that. Absolutely. So uh, so I I went and purchased it. I and? got me a tux. What do you mean? Let me guess. What? Powder blue, lots of ruffles. Oh yeah. Piping down the side. Nope. It's the the traditional black tie tuxedo. You're gonna get one uh, in like sunrise coral or shrimp? Nope. Uh regular black and white tuxedo. No sea foam or mm. mauve? No. I would really like they tried to get uh, he was suggesting it's not like they tried to get me to do it, but he suggested getting this one bow tie that was like striped. Oh yeah. Which would have been cool looking, but like I'd want, I want the black one so I can wear it like all the time, right? As opposed to like for one event, because I don't think it would match. Like if you were doing, like if I was out doing an event somewhere, I'd rather just do the uh, the tuxedo, you know, the black, the real traditional tuxedo. But uh, buying it is uh, so much better. And you're right about the rental things. I've rented tuxedos before for being in a wedding or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know those. Like you said, never go well. We, I don't want uh, to say they never go well. Sometimes, you know, it, well, it depends. We, uh, we, uh, my buddy got married about eleven years ago or so, and uh, we had to go rent from this particular place. I don't want to say the name. Mm-hmm. Ben, it rhymes with Ben Snare Blouse. <laughs> I'm not aware of that place. Yeah, Ben Snare Blouse, and. Uh, Everything was wrong. There was there was so there was like missing pieces to these things that they didn't have, uh, yeah. you know, uh, you know, all the pieces. There were guys that couldn't weren't being able to go there to try them on before they took them home because they were coming from like Texas or whatever. Right. So the groom just picked these things up that were supposedly ready. And then, uh, yeah, you know, you're missing pieces. I'd rather just do it myself. You have that thing on hand. And uh, that way. Uh, hey. Years ago, and this goes back twenty, maybe almost thirty years ago, I was uh, I was the best man at a friend's wedding, all right, yeah. and uh, and he was the best man at my first wedding, and he, he and I are still very close friends, but it was one of these uh, things where I had to fly into Washington D.C., yeah. okay, from uh, from where I was living in Milwaukee, flew into Washington, and uh, the tux was already, yeah, you know, I had to go and get. You know, measured, and I you know, sent the measurements over to him. Mm-hmm. And by the time I got to the tux, it was the worst fitting yeah. suit yeah. I've ever had in my life. <laughs> to the point where I, I even asked the guy, "Is this the suit I ordered, or was this the one set aside for the disabled guy coming in an hour from now?" Because nothing, nothing was right. The shirt was too tight. The the jacket was enormous. The pants. The pants, one leg was different than the other. Yeah, see, uh, like, I don't how, know how that happens. I don't understand it either. And he was like one of these these angry formal wear guys. Mm-hmm. Like he was like if you if you questioned him about why this suit looks so awful, he started yelling at people. And it's like you know, at that point, you just say, 
I don't want to be the next guy yelled at, even though this suit is freaking awful. Well, you know, if you act like you're agitated, people think you're busy all day long. No, I get that. <laughs> but if I got a problem with the suit, I don't want them yeah. that I want the suit fixed. But be, when you when the guy is all agitated and angry, I'm like, I just got to get the hell out of here. That's so like, I wind up walking out of there with a suit that yeah. I knew looked awful. And it's a great business model for him. Because he's still getting your money. He, he got and, the uh, he got yeah. the money and didn't have to do any extra work. So now, it, as it turns out, uh, my friend's uh, marriage ended in divorce, and uh, when he was the best man at my wedding, it ended in divorce too. So, if you're if you want to be happy for the rest of your life, yeah. make sure the suit fits. Oh, I didn't. Th- I thought you were going to say something else. No, I'm not no. going with the song. I'm just saying uh, the, the suit matters. Uh, I didn't, uh, when I got married, I didn't wear a suit. We wore, uh, like polo shirts and shorts. Yeah, you went real casual on yours. Well, because, uh, there was no need for people to spend all kinds of money on tuxedo rentals. Sure. It was easier to say, hey, go to Walmart and get these khaki shorts and this shirt and you're all set. Bing, bing, boo, boo. Yeah. (laughs) That's how we do it. You know, you get it done. Yeah. But, But, uh, now, because we're going, you you're going to the Bright Nights Ball, right? Yeah. I'm going to the Bright Nights Ball. And I'm wearing my tux. And, that is mine. And I'm going to wear my brand new tux. We'll be like uh, guys who own their own tux. Yeah, it's the guys who own their own tux club. Now, in all fairness, I'm, I'm still going to have to go back because I never I never bought a shirt or the tie. Oh, you better go. Yeah, no, no. Supply, uh, we were talking about supply issues yesterday. You better get over there. Well, I could go shirtless. No, that's nobody wants to see that. Really? You like I could just lightly wear a tie but no shirt? You know, wear just the tie, uh, no jacket like a Chippendale? No, I'll wear the jacket. Yeah. I'll wear the jacket and the pants, but I might not wear a shirt. Just I should I should do off, that. you know, just me and my chest hair just you know bl- bursting out like I'm Tom Selleck. Are you looking like uh, Chris Farley when he did that thing with uh, Patrick Swayze in the SNL uh, Chippendale? Uh... I'm not going to uh, dance so exuberantly. Yeah, uh, uh, the, the <laughs> Chris was much younger at the time than uh, than I am now. I'm looking forward to I, this. Is the first Bright Nights Ball I'll be going to I can't, ever. I can't, I can't believe you've never been. Well, it's uh, it was either uh, they didn't know who I was years ago when I first started working here. Yeah, but then uh, then when they started realizing, oh yeah, he uh, he actually might be uh, useful to uh, be at this thing. <laughs> Uh, let's bring him along. Oh, there you go. And then uh, when I was invited, I was always busy on that night. I always had other things to do. Yeah. Now you've cleared out your schedule. You got nothing to do. Cleared out that schedule. You can show uh, off your suit. Yeah. Yeah. Gonna take my lady friend, and we're gonna have a we're gonna have a night at the ball. If well, you know what I'm saying? We'll right, hang out. Oh yeah. you're talking. Oh yeah. Look at you. Yeah. We'll hang out. We'll like uh, we'll pretend like we're uh, I don't know uh, socializing or something. I, uh, I don't plan on hanging. I plan on hanging out with Mayor Dom Dom the whole he, night. Yeah, everybody's all over the mayor that night. Yeah, I'm gonna be. I'm. Uh, I'm gonna sit at his table. Oh, you are, are and, you? And uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna talk like I'm him the entire time. Does he know this? Does Judy know this? I don't know. Listen, this Judy Matt. She did a. She's a great broad. She did all this. <laughs> she put all this together. Look how fancy it looks in here. Oh, you're gonna love yeah. it. Yeah, you're gonna love that. You're gonna love Brenda Garten as your hostess. Uh, yeah, that she puts on a spectacular show. Is it always the same people doing this? It is usually the same people. I was reading this uh, this thing, uh, the chairman's reception. Yep. Hosted by Congressman Richard E. Neal. Ooh, I can't wait. Where the E stands for every year he does oh, the same my thing. God. It yeah, not, I know, but yeah. no, it's a, it's a beautiful event. Judy does a very nice job putting this together, and I think you'll enjoy it. Well, I, uh, where was the where was the the food. 
The food they got the uh, you know I wasn't I wasn't able to participate in the ball tasting this year. Ooh, uh, and I'm uh, sadly disappointed. It just it was a little bit too late in the day for me. But right, uh, the food is usually quite good. Yeah, a 24 hour braised short rib, mm. pan seared diver scallops. Mm. Actually, had Judy Matt in a diving suit grabbing them scallops, and then uh, seared trumpet mushroom scallops, which are not actually scallops; they're actually just mushrooms. So if you want something that looks like a penis, that's the that's the item to go with. <laughs> the, the mushroom scallops. There you go. Yeah. It's 723 with Bax and O'Brien and Steve Nagel on Rock 102. Join the T-Birds for the third annual Octibird Fest presented by Yingling Hershey's Chocolate Porter on Saturday, October 30th at 7 as the T-Birds host. It's 729 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. It's time for news and here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Not brought to you by anybody, huh? Uh, it is. It just. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. Hold on a second. Yankee Home Improvement. Uh, this month, Yankee Home is offering a free down payment coupon valued up to fourteen hundred dollars. Call today. Mention Rock One Hundred Two for this special October offer. Again, here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. I knew there was something missing from that. When you, you know, you're just going right into the news. Yeah. You know, I had it. I, I, I had the, uh, the paper up uh, where all that stuff is, and now I, 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 I had temporarily lost it. Now it's found. Uh, two Pittsfield men were arrested Pitts, after... Pittsfield. Uh, have you been there? I have. Yeah, well, two Pittsfield men were arrested after search warrants were issued Thursday morning. According to Lieutenant John Sewell, search warrants were executed at 205 Lenox Avenue and 122 Dewey Avenue. Well, that Dewey guy's really cleaning up. Yeah, he really did clean up. In uh, Pittsfield for the investigation into illegal possession of firearms and the illegal manufacturing of ghost guns. Ghost guns! <laughs> Police seized firearms, firearm parts and accessories, ammunition and manufacturing equipment. Uh, Pittsfield residents, 23-year-old... Pittsfield. Em- yeah. Again, have you been there? I have. 23-year-old Emmanuel Kojo, Kojo, Kujo, Kujo, and 18-year-old <laughs> Taylor Bartlett were arrested and charged with unlicensed possession of firearms. Additional uh, And additional charges are pending. Ghost guns are purchased by a piece-by-piece piece and then assembled together. This means they have no serial numbers and they can't be tracked as they move around. So it's like uh, Johnny Cash, one piece at a time, where he uh, stole one piece uh, every day uh, for the 20 years that he worked at the GM plant. And then he had a car by the end of it. Yeah, but not a very good car. Well, see, it's one thing to be able to take the parts Mm -hmm. uh, with you. It's another thing to have the uh, knowledge to put it all together. Like even like a a jigsaw puzzle, at some point I kind of lose interest in it. Yeah. Like Like I got all these parts, they're all on my floor, now what do I do? A uh, motorcyclist was seriously injured in a collision with a car on Route 2 in Shelburne yesterday afternoon. It happened at the intersection of Route 2 and Cemetery Road, ironically, and forced the temporary closure of Route 2 while the accident scene was cleared. It was reopened around 1.15. The uh, unidentified motorcyclist was taken by life flight helicopter to an area hospital for treatment. No one was in the car. No one in the car was hurt. The accident remains under investigation. We're doing uh, we're doing Franklin County news this morning because there's not really much going on locally in Springfield. And Hamden County, there's nothing. There's a couple of things. Let's see what uh, we can uh, peruse. Uh, let's see. Uh, Delta inflation slows uh, states' economic growth. Yeah, that's not uh, that interesting. Digital boom sparking crime wave and job growth. Yeah, that's not much. Uh, two charged with illegal manufacturing ghost guns. Oh, we just did that. We did one. that one. Uh, Thunderbirds updates mask policy and offers new parking discount. Oh, there you go. Oh, you want to do that one? Yeah, do that. All right, ready? Ready? Yeah. Um, 
Beginning uh, Monday, November 1st, masks will no longer be required for visitors attending Thunderbirds games inside the Mass Mutual Center. The decision was made after the city of Springfield announced that the mask ordinance will expire on November 1st. Masks will still be required to be worn at the Thunderbirds games this weekend, Saturday, October 30th and the 31st, except for when patrons are eating and drinking. The city still advises uh, that residents remain cautious and consider wearing masks in public indoor settings and where social distancing is not possible. The Thunderbirds are also offering a discounted $5 parking rate for the Civic Center garage. <laughs> Is that to cover the damage of the falling concrete onto your hood? <laughs> I don't know if the $5 savings will be enough. I uh, I will not go in that garage. It, no, there's I... something about it, man. Well, first of all, I can't get the truck in there because the truck's too high. But if I had the, the mom van, the Karen van that I got, right. I, could, I could do that. But... It is so scary in there because most of that garage is roped off with tape. Yeah, it's that un- says caution. It it should be removed and rebuilt. I'm. It should have been done that. It should have been done twenty years ago. That's one of those things that uh, it's going to collapse at some point. Well, I don't. You know, I don't know enough about architecture well, to, to know, say man. that something's I mean, going to collapse. But when you see all them spaces, and you're talking about spaces by the dozens yeah. that are roped off and inaccessible mm-hmm. and you know you've got an event at the mass mutual center across the street and you can you know pack six thousand people in there um you know that parking garage becomes a, a nightmare it's not only a nightmare to park there but getting out of it's not easy either no because the no. exit is right like right in the middle of the building and that's the thing there's only one exit it's not like you know the mgm garage has at least Another, you could go out on level three of that MGM garage right down to Union Street. You know what's insane? And this is again, this is not a criticism of the Thunderbirds at all. I mean, I I like I like when they uh, when they get a crowd. I, you know, to me, when it's when it's uh, when it's a sellout, that's fantastic. Yeah, but it's not it's not the Thunderbirds' responsibility for that that garage. No, it's, absolutely yeah. not. It's it's run by a different entity. But right. you know, just getting into the garage, there's only really one way in. And one way out. Yeah. And so when the uh, the traffic around the Civic Center gets uh, a little congested, it's it's a, it's difficult. And the thing is, there are other places to park around downtown. That's the thing. It's like, you know, why is everyone going into this frightening-looking lot when there are other places to go? Uh, I and I, not that and honestly, not that far away. It's a it's a short walk to all the other places you could park your car. Yeah, but most people don't want to walk. They just want to go to the one place that they're going to. I'm willing to walk. So if your uh, if your heart set is just going to the game, you want to be able to walk uh, as soon as the game's done, walk out, get in your car, and drive away, like and not have to walk a couple of blocks to get your car. Yeah, but uh, you know, hey man, you got to wear a hard hat if you want to park in there. <laughs> I wouldn't. Uh... Yeah, I know. It's... It's absolutely it's, it's, bizarre. It's not a it's not a place that you would uh, you know uh, hold a, hold a big. Gen- I don't know the, the, the more the way you see the thing crumbling away, the more cars that go in there. You're thinking this thing isn't going to hold up, is it? Is it's, it really going to hold up? You know, it's it's the kind of parking <laughs> structure you would see on a video on Reddit. Yeah, yeah, like right. you're not going to believe this, and then you see it, and then you, know, you see you know chunks of concrete you know, dropping on someone's windshield. Is, that, that's the kind of thing you see on that thing. It's crazy. It is crazy. 
let's see. Leiden's embattled police chief has retired. Well, thank God our national nightmare is over. <laughs> Longtime chief Dan Galvis notified the town that he would retire effective at noon yesterday. Galvis had come under attack recently for his decision not to reappoint a popular female sergeant and for perceived insensitive comments made during a series of emails sent to department members and town officials. Galvis has uh, been slated to, had been slated to retire in June. The Leiden Select Board is expected to accept Galvis's retirement at its uh, meeting on Monday. What uh, what did he do? He was like, you know, uh, it was it was more as like sexist comments about why uh, this person shouldn't be working here, you know, because she's a mm. woman. Well, I mean, that's, you know, this You're going to send a woman to do a man's job? It's 2021. I mean, we're, we're, we're still going down that road. Well, you still got people who have that, you know, that old, uh, you can't break the habits of people who. Uh, I know, but I mean, I mean, haven't the women kind of proven that they can pretty much handle just about more than we can? I actually think women can handle a hell of a lot more than men can. Yeah, I think it was uh, Robin Williams who said uh, that uh, we should have female presidents because we'd never have any wars. We would just have tense negotiations every 28 days. <laughs> He's right. Well, he, he might be right. I don't know. Yeah. Hey, it's going to cost more for water and sewer services in the town of Hatfield. The Hatfield Select Board this week voted to increase water and sewer rates by 5% for next year. It's expected to cost the average homeowner, homeowner says what? Homeowner says what? An extra $51 a month. The extra money will be used to fund operating and capital expenses for both systems. I don't have that kind of money. $51 a month? That's a lot of money. You know what? That's $612 a year. That's crazy. What do you think I am? Made of money? For water? For sewer? That's it. I'm never flushing a toilet again. If you have a growing pile of electronics in your home, it's common to want to throw them right in the trash, but that's the last thing you should do. E-waste contains lots of hazardous elements that can harm humans and animals, according to Scott Schaefer, Chief Information Security Officer with Blade Technologies. Batteries are a big concern because they contain many different chemicals and can catch fire under certain conditions. According to the Environmental Protection Agency, electronics are also made of valuable materials uh, that require energy to mine and manufacture. Uh, donating or recycling consumer electronics conserves our natural resources and avoids air and water pollution. See, I think they look really pretty when you throw them in a campfire and they have all kinds of colors coming out of them. Yeah, because some of those metals burn green and blue hey, and hey, purple. Hey, and guys, look at this. Look at my uh, my colored fire, my colored fire pit. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not suggesting that you take a whole bunch of uh, dead batteries and toss them into a fire, but... Uh, I mean, I wouldn't, wouldn't suggest that at all. But, you know, I've had some old uh, electronics that I didn't use anymore. What was I going to do with them? I had uh, I was watching this video on Reddit the other day. Yes. Yeah. These people are so stupid. There's a crack in the screen of their LCD TV or pla whatever. Pla I don't know. It was a flat screen TV. Right. And there's a hole in it. And this guy goes, oh, let's see if we can light it. Well, he takes a lighter or candle or something to oh, it. And then all you see is just sparks flying everywhere, and the video ends. <laughs> like, that know. guy got seriously effed up by yeah. doing what he was doing. And um, anyway, I just, you know, <laughs> it's just people are just dumb when it comes to stuff like that. You shouldn't be throwing things like that in the fire. No. Um, 
In fact, I'm surprised. Since you don't know what's really in that stuff, why would you even consider lighting it on fire? I told you, my dad used he was famous for for burning everything. He used to burn he burned that carpet that the, the fire lasted for like seven days. days. Yeah, I remember that. And uh, it was just uh, very irresponsible. <laughs> like, wildly irresponsible. It wasn't just like, okay, well, we're burning some laminate wood, yeah. uh, which you're not really supposed to do either, but... I think that's less of an impact than you know, the formaldehyde-filled carpet from 1962. When I was a kid, when I lived in uh, Attleboro, this is you know, like real early 70s. In the in the in the backyard, we had an incinerator. Now these things aren't legal anymore, but it was it was basically uh, this big structure, and you just you built a fire and you could burn anything. And this is before you know there were like governmental restrictions on what you could burn, so. You know, if you had like tires or you know, you know, <laughs> you know, bags of fertilizer, you could burn that stuff, and nobody would say boo. Those are the days, man. Those it's always fun to burn stuff in a, in an illegal incinerator. Yeah, those those are the good old days. Yeah, and you, you know, we didn't care about blasting a hole in the ozone or making your breathable air filthy and toxic and potentially uh, you know filled with carcinogens. We didn't care. Back yeah. then, it was the seventies. What what did we have to worry about? It was in the a time 70s? time of peace and love and pollution. Yeah, that's all we cared about. We made we all we cared about was making sure everybody came home from Vietnam and burning stuff in an incinerator. That's all that mattered back in the seventies. And that's all you need to get through life. That's it. Uh, Miriam Webster just added four hundred and fifty five new words and phrases to its online dictionary. So uh, some you might know, and some you probably don't. Here's a couple of noteworthy ones. Ready? Okay. Dad bod. It's actually uh, that's a, that's two words. Well, it's it's in the dictionary now. A physique regarded as a typical uh, of an average father. You know? Right. I don't have dad bod. I have two dad bods. <laughs> Yeah, I got old dad bod. A faw hawk. That's a hairstyle resembling a mohawk and having a central ridge of upright hair, but with the sides gathered or slicked upward or back instead of shaved. A faux hawk. A faux hawk. There yeah. you go. Uh, four new pandemic-related terms were added. Breakthrough cases, super spreader, long COVID, and vaccine passport. Okay. All right. I don't I mean, understand how these are new words. They're just new phrases, but phrases aren't typically not yeah added to a dictionary. I mean, some compound words are in there, but uh, yeah, these like again, like dad bod is uh, two words, one of which is hyphen, it, not hyphenated, but you know, uh, edited. Dad body. This is this is the one that's from Springfield, right? The Merriam-Webster. Yeah. That's the dictionary. Yeah. What's up with these people? I don't know. Have you ever talked to them? Have we ever had them on the show? No, we have never had anybody from the dictionary here. We should. Do we have to? You know, I used to have that uh, that song that was awesome when I was a kid. Uh, oh, yes. Yes, you've played that be uh, that before. Let me see if I can find that. Uh, very educational. Um, it, was a, it was a very funny song. It was uh, one I took into. Uh, that was one of my show and tell pieces. We were talking about show and tell yesterday. Uh, let's see. Dick... Shunary. Mm-hmm. All right, Peter Pan. All right. I'm, uh, I'm almost ready for you, Steve. Uh, let's see if I can send this to you. 
This, you know, this is the thing about not having controls in this room for sound. Like I could have just played this already. Yeah. We would have been done with this. But now already. we're now we're sitting around kind of. Now you probably got to wait for an ad or something to to pop up. Through. Oh, I know. Facebook doesn't seem to be working uh, that great, but I'm going to send it to you that way anyway. All right, I'm ready. I'm just padding for time. Can you tell? Have you sent it yet? No, because I don't know what the hell is wrong with this browser this morning. All right, here we go. All right, I'm ready. Let's see. Okay. Mike All Baxendale. Right. The, 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 believe me, folks, the payoff will be worth it. It will be worth it, but I don't know. It's not. It's not going to happen. We'll come back and do it. Oh, that's not. That's the, you know. You set everybody up for for uh, for some sort of uh, you know ex, you know some sort of payoff, and there's nothing there. Well, all right. Well, here. Let's see if we can get it now. <clears throat> By the way, it's Friday, and we really don't care what's going on here. I just sent it to you. There we go. There now we go. got it. Got okay. It. All okay. right. Ready? Let's see if we might have an have an ad before. All right. It, uh, it, hold on a second. Uh, what is the? Uh, are we there? No. We're going to go right After into it. After the cavemen learned to use their voices, they learned how to talk to each other. They gave names to different things, and those names were the first words ever yeah. used. As time went on, words went on. All right, it's going to kick in here, right? And on and on. And today, we have so many words to choose from that the only way we can keep track of This them was a great album, by yeah. the way. In a dictionary. Uh, I'm waiting for the payoff here. Dictionary is a big book, and it does a very big job. Okay, right, here, here we go. go. Oh, the dic dic dictionary is very necessary. With the dic dic dictionary, you'll see. Yes, you really see. That's extraordinary. Oh, the dic dic dictionary fills your vocabulary. Wow, it's really very jazzy. I used to know all the words. Yeah, well, listen, that was worth waiting around for. But this is this is the part that uh, all the kids laughed at in school. When she finally gets to the end. Okay. To the end? Yeah. No. You can cook up. You can look up. Eat the book up. The dick, 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 all the kids were laughing at that. Oh one. yeah, that's great. That first grade class in yeah. New Jersey, yeah, you know. That's hilarious. Love that song. But You're you knew up. what a dictionary was after that. You know, that album really helped me uh, learn a lot of things about language before I even started school. So you had uh, that song, you had Antonym Island, which was another uh, ditty off that album. Okay. Uh, you had uh, Sing a Song of Synonyms. Sure. Different words that all mean the same. Yeah, see, yeah, right? Okay, see? And right. it was uh, the Onomatopoeia song. Ooh, I bet that was good. And uh, there was all kinds of uh, great... Uh, this was the Peter Pan albums. You remember right. those? I do, The Peter fact. Pan players or whatever. I did was. not have this record, but uh, was there anything as provocative as the Dictionary song? No, that was the only one that was oh, uh, that provocative. But the, the Dick, 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 <laughs> Dictionary... Your Pioneer Valley Forecast, which is brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. Proudly sponsored, by the way. <laughs> I'm sure they are. It's going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 55. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 60. It's 34 right now in downtown Springfield. Next time you're at the beverage cooler, look for the black and white can. It's Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. It's velvety smooth and never bitter because Fogbuster is air roasted. 
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7.54 in the Black Crows on Rock 102. Uh, I already gave you the forecast. 33 right now in downtown Springfield. I love that song, by the way. And I, I, only, I love that song uh, done by Otis Redding the best. Yeah, that's was, a good one. He was the originator of that tune. Uh, but I don't like... We used to play the brass version where you had all these oh, like, yeah, trumpets. Yeah. And I'm like, why would we... Do that. I don't. I don't it, know. It's, it made it sound uh, less rock. You know what I mean? Like uh, it made it sound more like uh, like like the uh, Tonight Show band, like yeah. the old Tonight Show band. Right. Yeah, with yeah. Doc, Severinsen, Doc Severinsen, that kind of thing. Doc Severinsen, look at you dating yourself now. Yeah, I know. No kidding. Hey, if you missed any uh, part of the Bax O'Brien show, check out the uh, Bax O'Brien Daily podcast. It goes up every uh, every weekday. Right after the show, you can uh, find it on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. Or directly from BaxandO'Brien.com. And Baxi's musical podcast this week, my guest has been uh, Andrew Ferris from NXS. Next week, I'm going to be talking to author Dan Ozzy. He's written, actually, it's a really interesting book called Sellout, the major label feeding frenzy that swept up punk, emo, and hardcore from 1994 to 2007. It talks about Green Day and Blink-182 and My Chemical Romance. It's actually a really interesting uh, book and a pretty cool take on, uh, on uh, that time period. So check that out on Monday on BaxandO'Brien.com. Hey, uh, NXS, hey, uh, why was Bob Geldof pissed off? I don't know, Steve. Why was Bob Geldof pissed off? He was trying to talk to Michael Hutchins on the phone when the guy hung up on him. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, okay. Did you hear uh, Michael Hutchins uh, was uh, undergoing financial difficulties? No, I didn't know that. He had to tighten his belt. Uh, what does NXS stand for? <laughs> I don't know. In need of an extra singer. <laughs> that should have been the jokes of the that, day. You know, I don't know why you wasted them here. You're going to have all week to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's 757 at Rock 102. Save yourself 30% at the 350 Grill. Indulge on a surf and turf that's 300. Rock, it's 809. And cheap trick on Rock 102. Going to be uh, eventually mostly sunny today with a high of 55. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 60. It's 33 right now in downtown Springfield. I'd like to take uh, one more opportunity. Uh, I may take more than just one, but uh, at least uh, this opportunity to tell you that uh, tomorrow night at the Rumble Seat, I'll be there from 9 to 11 for the uh, Rock 102 Halloween celebration in uh, in Chickabee. Always a spectacular time. In fact, it may in fact be the uh, the very best Halloween celebration in the area every single year. And uh, uh, can't wait to be there tomorrow night well, with the uh, costume contest. Two hundred and fifty bucks for the uh, the best overall costume. Let me tell you something, sir. I'm going to be at the uh, the bestest of the Halloween parties at Seven B's uh, out in Westfield, the corners of Route Ten and Two Hundred Two. And by the way, I'm going to be there from eight to eleven. So it's one hour more than you're going to be working. Well, you listen. It's not about uh, the size that matters. It's mm. really about how much you pack into that biz- into. Uh, into that small space. We're gonna have a little, uh, a little online contest to see. Uh, you know, no. we'll take picture. We'll share pictures. Uh, who's got the bigger, better crowd? And I guarantee you, it's gonna be me. I guarantee it's gonna be me. That's why. That's how confident I am. And I tell you what, uh, you know, I've been doing this for so long mm-hmm. at the uh, at the Rumble seat yeah. that uh, me and me and Billy Stetz are gonna hang out all night. We're gonna talk about how crappy your party is, and uh, we may have to uh, even even do some things tomorrow night. That you guys aren't even thinking about. 
Hey, make sure you wear a mask. Get it? Because it's Halloween? Yes. Yeah. I, I know. And the mask mandate doesn't get lifted until Monday. I got uh, I got some Halloween uh, stats for you. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. The average retail price of a pumpkin this year was $5.24, which was up 38% from last year. That's a lot of, uh, that's a big increase. It's really uh, unclear why, but uh, I guess the COVID-19 and supply chain issues, but mm. uh, those farm, the farm that I bought it from in Southampton, they had plenty of pumpkins there. It wasn't like they were out of pumpkins. You know, we uh, we bought a bunch of pumpkins last year, and uh, we uh, failed to throw them away in time, you know, after yeah. they rot. And, you know, the thing is, I kind of wanted to see, well, what happens if you just leave them? You know what happens? What? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Not a single pumpkin grew on its own. I was hoping that we'd have a whole patch of pumpkins this year. You know, and nothing. You know this uh, this dog I keep telling you about. That's uh, just a pain in my craw, if you will. Yeah. He uh, he um, he ate a pumpkin. Like like start, he, like, like started to bite into it and uh, rip it apart. We we had uh, we had cut it open. Right. And then uh, the guts were still out on the table. We were uh, doing something else to come back to the pumpkin, you know. Sure. He ate the guts of the pumpkin with all the seeds in it. Is that okay for a dog to eat? I think it's okay for a dog to eat. It's fine because uh, eventually what happened was that uh, that fall he then uh, pooped out those seeds. And in the next year I'm like, what the hell is this vine growing over here? And it was he fertilized the whole. He, fer- he right, planted. Uh, it was a uh, dog poop pumpkin seed uh, pumpkins. I'll be damned. And Look. there was a little gourd growing off of one of them. How about that? How about that? Interesting. Well, I didn't. I maybe I, I I need to do that. Feed the pumpkin to the dog or to myself and see what happens. Yeah, it was uh, it was behind my deck, and all of a sudden I see this this vine like in the in the summertime the following you know year. Right. I see this big vine growing up the side. I'm like, what the hell? Where the hell is that coming from? I'll be damned. Yeah, yeah we didn't buy any pumpkins yet this year. It's not to say we won't. We just haven't. I uh, now that I have a, a, a female influence in my life. I'm going other than, all, your, other than your daughters. Other than my daughter, like you know, like a like somebody who's gonna tell. Yeah, but my kids don't know any better yet. Right. About, you know, decorating things and making things look appealing. Well, they're not going to learn them. that from you. No, they're definitely not going to learn that from me. And uh, you can tell now because uh, my girlfriend uh, helped me out decorating, uh, suggested the items I get. I got those like cornstalk things on my porch. Oh, with yeah. A bale of hay. You, and uh, you posted pumpkins those. Pumpkins and, uh, yeah, and, uh, and mums. You posted the pictures, and it looked very autumnal. Yeah, very autumnal and uh, very well done. Not done by me, of course. No, no. But I'm just, again, I'm a laborer. You just tell me what to get. And I'll uh, carry it over for you. Gotcha. You now tell me where to put it. Do the kids ever say, hey, Dad, let's decorate the house for Halloween? Uh, yeah, they do. I mean, we, we, we do do some decorations, uh, but it's not. It's not elaborate. Any, no, it's not elaborate I was watching a news story the other day about some, I forgot where it was, some house that had decorated for Halloween. Mm-hmm. And the town shut them down. Because they had too much stuff outside? No, because it was too frightening. Too scary. Too scary. It was scaring the living bejesus out of people. That sounds like a bunch of... Uh, it's like a bunch of hooey, but it's like, yeah, what were they doing out there? And yeah, I saw a couple pictures, and yeah, it's creepy, and yeah, it might have been kind of an eyesore in the neighborhood, but they shut them down for being too scary, too spooky. 
That's crazy. It is crazy. How about have spooky? If someone on if someone on my street were gonna take the time to create something elaborate in their front yard, whether it's Christmas or Halloween, I'm not gonna be the guy to complain. My uh, my sister, I was down at her house in Atlanta the other day. Yeah, and um, she goes nuts with the whole you know decorating. Right. So there's like. There's a skeleton for everybody uh, representing her family, right? Uh, in on the front porch and sitting in lawn chairs and things like that. Mm-hmm. She's got this little graveyard going on, uh, you know, fog graveyard. And then uh, then she's got these two things. One's a raven, and one's a like a black cat, right? Sure. So when you walk up to the door, the cat and the raven start going, and it scare it scares you. It's right? annoying. It's annoying. But you don't expect the noise, do you? I Initially, you don't, but then you get used to it after going in and out of the door two or three times. You're like, okay, this thing's going to go off every time I walk up the steps. And sure, sure yeah, enough, uh, it yeah. does. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, know. you know, it's like I don't have the, the time to go buying all that stuff. I got a cousin who uh, she loves Halloween. In fact, I believe, in fact, I believe her wedding anniversary is on Halloween. She had a wedding on Halloween Day. And I remember going and... And uh, you know, part of the invitation is they were suggesting that everybody come in a Halloween costume. Yeah. Now, I'm not doing that, and I didn't. But there were people that showed up to the wedding in a Halloween costume, See, and I just thought, yeah, I, you know, I, that, I can't do that. That would be my invitation to just dress how I dress every day, just a jeans and a T-shirt, and go, I'm your average Joe. And put a name tag on you that says Joe. Right. I mean, I, I, I dressed appropriately for a wedding, but not a Halloween wedding. But they, you know, her wedding dress was like a Halloween wedding dress. And, you know, mom and dad got all dressed up in uh, in Halloween costumes. And it just it's just not uh, it's just not my bag. Now, I uh, like to take Halloween and cram it all into a two-hour space, which mm-hmm. you will find tomorrow night at the Rumble Seat. You mean at 7 Ch- from three hours no, at, at 8 the, to 11? at the Rumble Seat from yeah. 9 to 11, where you know it's not about how long you're there. It's about how much you pack yeah. into those two hours. Yeah, but there's more to pack into three hours than there are two, yeah. so you should join me from 8 to 11 over at 7 no, You'll tomorrow. be sitting there for that first hour going, where are all the people? We and got then- prizes. We got cash. We got uh, we got bacon and bruise tickets. We got uh, T-shirts. Yeah, we got all that stuff, too. Mm-hmm. All of it. Oh, no, we do. Mine's going to be a little bit better. It's oh, coming from me. Like, people want to see me. They don't want to see you. What are you talking about? Of course. More I'm people a, were our, I think more people want to come out and see Steve, you. I'm an enormous draw. I don't well, know. I mean, I don't, I don't know if, you've, uh, if you're aware of this, but I'm kind of a big deal. We shall see. Yes, we, we will. will. An Italian farmer named Stefano Cutrupi uh, broke a world record with a 2,700-pound, 13.9-ounce pumpkin. The previous record was 2,624 pounds, and 9.3 ounces was set in 2016 by a Belgian farmer. Stefano said when he saw the weight, uh, he said, quote, At that moment, I knew I'd made it. I screamed until I lost my voice. He's probably not going to sell it for $5.24, though. No, he's going to be a hell of a lot more. What do you do with something like that? I mean, you show it off, but it's not like you could cook it or eat it. It's just, uh, you just... Listen, my kids carved them two weeks ago when they were out on the porch, and I had to get rid of them because... They rot. Well, they have bugs. Like, you know, the, the flies want to come around. Yeah, and they're perfect. Like, you know, it's like uh, if you want to feed wildlife, 
That's the best way to do it. Right. Put a rotting piece of food out on your porch. <laughs> I'm sure that'll that'll keep them away from the, yeah. the door. Now, do uh, do there are a lot of trick or treaters that come to your house? There's no trick or treaters that nothing. come to my house. We get nothing. We our, had we had uh, we had we had two trick or treaters last year, only because we knew them. They were it was the babysitter and her friend. Yeah. Stopped by because they li- she lived nearby, so they they were just coming to say hi to the kids. They weren't really actually trick-or-treating. Yeah, I can see a scenario where we buy a a remarkable amount of candy, Mm -hmm. nobody comes to the house, and then we're stuck ripping through those two gigantic bags of uh, of Costco-sized candy. Now, you don't have young kids in the house anymore, but 79% of parents admit to stealing candy from their children. You know, this. I'm just going to say, this shows you how crazy my kids are. You know, they would go, uh, you're trick-or-treating, you know, in, in around the neighborhood. They get a bunch of candy, and they never ate it. There was always, like, so much candy left over, like, weeks later. Yeah, but what kind was left over? Good was stuff. All, was it good? Yes. Usually the only leftover stuff we have after a couple of weeks is, like, a bunch of uh, sweet tarts and dum dum lollipops, no, which no, nobody no, wants no, to no. eat. No, I mean I'm talking like you know bags of M and M's, you know Skittles, the Starbursts, candy uh, corns. Well, that's anybody would eat that would you know literally eat stool. Uh, no, to me like, but the peanut butter cups they'd be in there for weeks. Oh, see, and, that's, you know, that's and, the good and, stuff. And as a as a you know as a red blooded American father, what am I supposed to do? Not eat it? No. Sitting there. Kids aren't even asking for it. My kids were never big candy eaters. I mean, they liked the idea and the concept of getting into a, a costume and taking uh, you know candy from someone's house. But at the end of the day, we had you know we're throwing candy away three or four months after Halloween. By by Christmas time, we still got Halloween candy in the house. That's not bad. It's not bad, but if I'm the only one eating it, that's not good. Well, uh, that's how you stay. That's how you keep that healthy weight. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's how I that's do why, it. That's why I had to lose it. I'm. Uh, I'm. I, I love Halloween because uh, you know there's going to be a night where uh, you know I'm going to enjoy my cannabis, and then I'm going to need some of that candy. Exactly. And then when the candy's all gone, they're like, "What happened to the candy?" And I'm like, "The dog must have got into the cabinet and ate it." Yeah, but but are your kids the kind of kids that are going to sit there and eat candy all night long like I used to do when I was a fat little kid? No, they don't. No, they uh, will eat some of the candy and then they'll put it away. Oh my god! And then uh, one of them, I won't say which one, because I do have a deep, more devious one than the other one. Sure, most people do. And then the uh, the one devious one will save the candy, wait till the other one's candy is all gone, right. and then sit there with candy, going, "Mmm, I still got my Halloween candy." <laughs> that is devious. Uh, and then twenty uh, percent of Americans will annoy their pets by dressing them up for Halloween. I'm going to dress my dog up as uh, a dog that actually obeys what I say to him. Yeah, good luck, everyone. Yeah. Everyone know he's faking that one. Uh, a pumpkin, a hot dog, a superhero, a cat, and a bumblebee. Sexy police officer didn't make the top five for the Halloween it's costumes. <laughs> Where's that slutty nurse outfit you got, Wally? <laughs> Turn that on. Let me see your let me see your needle popping out of that. Cell. I don't. I don't think I could do that to my dog. I don't. I don't. First of all, I don't. I don't think he would sit for that. No. To be To be dressed up in, a, in an outfit. We tried to put like uh, we've tried to put like bunny ears on him before. Yeah, he it, hates it. He, he just brushes it right off. He's yeah. like, Don't 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 treat me like this. Yeah. Listen, you. I, I'm I'm li- living in this humiliating situation to begin with. 
Uh, you know, my 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 owner is taking pictures of my crotch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's distributing it all over all over the area. It's gross. Yeah, it is it, gross. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here's some. Uh, here's some. Uh, do you know your candy slogans? Real real quick. We'll, we can do this real quick. Before sure. We're gonna take a break. You ready? Yes. Because they, they, it's like a quiz, but I'm just gonna give you the line. If you don't know it, we'll just move on. All to right. the Next one. Okay. Ready? Yes. The world may never know. York peppermint patty. No. <sighs> Tootsie Pops. You didn't know Tootsie that one? Tootsie Pops. How did you how not many, know that How many one? likes to take to get to the center? I don't even know why I didn't even think about that. Unexplainably juicy. I wouldn't have gotten this one. Uh, that I don't know. Starbursts. They are juicy. Uh, try both. Uh, good and plenty? No. Twix. Mm. The no. Great American well, Chocolate. Try Twix. It's not like they're giving you a choice. You eat. You have to eat both. The, you know, the good and plenties are either pink or, or white. That, that's something to choose from. Uh, the grit and plenty suck, by the way. They do. Ugh, licorice. How can you make how can you make a, a lousy piece of candy even worse? You Dip put it a, in you put it in pill form. <laughs> you make it you make it look like like it's Tylenol. Yeah, like you're popping uh, mother's little helper. Right? Yeah, right. Uh, the Great American Chocolate Bar. Hershey's. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Right. Taste the rainbow. Skittles. Yep. Yeah. Melts in your mouth, not in your hands. Come on, that's too easy. Uh, you, you're not you when you're hungry. Uh, Snickers. You got it. There you go. Uh, two great tastes that taste great together. It's definitely not good and plenty. That's for sure. Well, that's uh, the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Reese's Penis Butter Cups. Peanut. Penis Butter Cups. Peanut. Whatever. I don't know how they say it out in Attleboro. <laughs> uh, first they're sour, then they're sweet. Uh... Sour Patch Kids. Sour Patch Kids, yeah, Yeah, right. Uh, It's more than a mouthful. More than a mouthful. That's Hooters, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) It's whatchamacallit. Here's the, get the sensation. The York Peppermint Patty. That's the York Peppermint Patty. Uh, Makes mouths happy. Uh, That freaked me out, too. Which one's that? Twizzlers. Where they had the lips, oh, it was yeah, just the set yeah. of lips on yeah. the on the Twizzler, uh, crispity, crunchity, peanut buttery, Butterfingers. You got it. Yay. All right, there you go. And it's uh, it's too good for the kids. I never oh, I... even heard of this one. What is Toffee? Oh, Toffee Fay. Yeah, no, I've uh, heard yeah. of that. that. Nobody ever gets that. And it keep... kind, of, kind of sits there like a Zagnut. Nobody wants. No one's going out of their way for a bunch of Zagnuts. And keep on sucking. Oh boy, yeah. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't know what that is. That would be the Jolly Rancher slogan. Oh, keep well, on sucking. There, there you go. That's... Which is also the slogan for this very show. I believe so. Keep it's... on sucking. It's eight twenty-six on Rock One Hundred Two. Spectrum Mobile is reinventing wireless again. Get unlimited on two-plus lines for $29.99 a month per line. No contracts, no added taxes or fees. Includes nationwide 5G. Save up to 60% with Spectrum Mobile. Get unlimited on two-plus lines for $29.99 a month. Call 855-438-2999 or visit a store near you. Offer valid for new customers on two-plus unlimited lines. Spectrum internet required. Savings based on two-line comparison of unlimited plans among major national carriers as of 9-2021. Prepaid excluded. Restrictions apply. 
Join the T-Birds for the third annual Octibird Fest presented by Yingling Hershey's Chocolate Porter on Saturday, October 30th at 7 as the T-Birds host the Penguins. Fans 21 and older can come by at 4 for a pregame beer tasting starting at just $25. Sample a wide variety of local craft brews, including Treehouse. The first thousand fans inside get a commemorative T-Birds beer stein. Then come back Sunday at 2 for Spooky Sunday Fun Day as the T-Birds host Charlotte. Kids can trick-or-treat on the concourse and get photos with Spider-Man. Then stay after for a post-game skate. For tickets, visit SpringfieldThunderbirds.com. It's Car Care Month at Leah Toyota Wilbraham. It's time to get your vehicle winter ready. This month, buy three tires, get the fourth for only $1. And oil and filter changes starting at just $34.95. At Leah Toyota Wilbraham, we not only care about your car, we care about your time. We pride ourselves in getting you in and out as quickly as possible. And we make it easy. Ask about our convenient drop-off and pickup services. Call or schedule your service appointment online. Leah Toyota Wilbraham, 2145 Boston Road, or 24-7 at LeahToyotaWilbraham.com. Over the past four years, Ocean State Job Lot and our generous customers have donated over 100,000 winter coats to homeless veterans and those in need. It's an extraordinary achievement, and we're excited to announce that our Buy, Give, Get program is back once again. It's an incredibly simple program that so many have enthusiastically embraced. Buy a coat for $40 and hand it back to us. We'll hand you a $40 Crazy Deal gift card and donate the coat to someone who needs one. When you use the $40 Crazy Deal gift card, the coat will have cost you nothing and a homeless vet will have a free coat. It's wonderful when everyone wins. This year we have an ambitious goal. We'd love to distribute 50,000 coats. There's no limit to how many coats you can purchase, give back to us, and receive 100% of your money back in crazy deal gift cards. Nobody needs to be cold this winter because together we can make an enormous difference. Shop Ocean State Job Lot this week. Find amazing deals and help a neighbor in need. It's 829 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. Uh, mostly sunny today. 55 for a high. Tomorrow, going to suck. It's going to rain. Yeah, I know. I had, then, a, I had to scrape ice off my windshield today with my uh, my BJ's card. You had to what? what I had ice, like like frost, on my windshield of my car. Oh, I had you to had... scrape it off with the, yeah. I didn't have my Alec Mendoza uh, ice scraper with me. Oh, well, why didn't you? Because it's, it's, it's. There's been no need need for it. Well, almost there's a, a year need now. Well, now there is. Now I got to go bring it because I brought it into the house. Now I got to go, you know, go back in the house try to find it. But you know, four o'clock in the morning, I'm like, you know, I got to go run or rummage around the garage looking for an ice scraper. I use my BJ's card and scrape the the ice off. It's just weird. I would thought that I would have had frost at my house and I didn't. Yeah, it was 29 when I got into the car this morning. I can't. I didn't even look at the temperature. It's 31. Right you know, now. It was hot in my house last night. Because <sighs> I turned the heat on. Yeah. Because it was too cold. Right. And then when I, you know, you wake up at like two in the morning and you're sweating your ass off because you're like, what the hell's going on in here? Yeah, and then I got I the ceiling fan going and turn the heat down. And then, uh, then you wake up again when it's time to wake up and you're freezing your keister off because, uh, because now you're cold. I know. I know. There's I, no I, happy medium. I can't figure out the happy medium of heat in my home. I gotta. Uh, I gotta fire up the pellet stove pretty soon. Yeah, you know, I gotta clean it all out. Get it. Get uh, get it in operational uh, condition. But then. I, but now I'm also thinking because uh, you know I got a lot of pellets left from last year. Yeah. With these supply chain problems we got. Yeah. I wonder if pellets are going to be one of those things that's going to be a problem. I'm sure they that, will be. Because from, from time to time, year to year, you always have some sort of shortage. 
Yeah. And uh, and that's bad. I remember the last shortage of those. Uh, that was about six or seven years ago. Yeah. And I remember not being able to, I couldn't, I didn't have enough pellets uh, for the season. I basically was uh, spending astronomical amounts of money in oil heat. I mean, the dumbest things that are being you know, affected by this supply chain thing, or even like there's a trucking shortage too, mm-hmm. that's uh, you know causing all these things to, uh, to, to elevate in price. Yeah. Like I haven't even... I haven't even gotten to the point where I'm asking around what the what a, a ton of pellets are going to cost me this year. Uh, ever since I put those things in my house, the uh, I can't always the ductless one, the air conditioning, yeah, right. the heating units too. The things are they're awesome. I mean, they heat up a room like sure. nothing flat. And with the solar uh, supplement that I have, it really doesn't cost very much to run. To the point where the oil guy was like. Hey man, I only gave you like twenty five gallons last month. Uh, do you need? Do you want me to come? So now he comes every two months instead. Wow! Because it's not worth it for him to come out and yeah. fill up only twenty five gallons. I don't know. I, I gotta. I gotta start investigating because it's uh, it's that time of year. To it start is moving time. bags of pellets all over the place. I don't want to do that. We got news coming up next to Rock 102. November 14th, New England takes on Cleveland, and you could be catching it all larger than life. Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements is teaming up with Rock 102 to send one lucky winner and a guest to Foxborough. Here's Dave to tell you more. Now's the time. It's easy to enter. Just log on to rock102.com and register for your chance to win. From 835 Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by the North Atlantic State's Carpenters Union. It's time to build... To learn more, visit N-A-R-S, uh, NASRCC.org. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. The uh, Holyoke mayoral candidates had one last debate before Election Day on Tuesday. Josh Garcia and Michael Sullivan uh, faced some tough questions from moderator Tony Signoli. Okay, very good, guys. Very good. Good show. Right, good right, show. What are you going to do good for show. the city, guys? What yeah, are you right. going to do? The uh, debate covered topics <laughs> like property tax rate, the moratorium on expanded use of natural gas in city schools, uh, here's what each candidate had to say about their top priorities of elected. No, we're not going to go into that. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't really care. Did you? Uh, you were. Uh, you were probably. Yeah, you weren't. You were out earlier this week. You didn't uh, see the Rich Tedemer's debate with uh, the mayoral candidates in East Hampton, did you? Uh, yeah, we talked about that last week, and I'm actually glad you brought that up because I forgot all about this. Um, about that guy, yeah, the one with the hat, yeah, that was uh, somebody sent me an article. Let me see if I can pull this up for you from the uh, Daily Hampshire Gazette. I think we, I think we talked about this story earlier in the week. Okay, guy's so got a bit of a background. He's got a little bit of a stalking problem. Well, that's a little bit of a that's a that's a sticky wicket right there. Uh, so you already did talk about this. The mayor, Mayor uh, Nicole LaChapelle, emailed a police sergeant on July 26 of 2019 regarding Eric Burzen's harassing and intimidating behavior towards me on the Manhan Rail Trail the previous night. Uh, LaChapelle uh, wrote that she was riding bikes with her adult daughter when Burzen's, the owner of Fort Hill Brewery, who was running against her in the November 2nd election for mayor, uh, quote, rode by us and flipped me off with his middle finger as we rode down the path by uh, national by national non-wovens? What does that mean? I have no idea. Eric was circling in the upper parking lot yelling at me, Nicole, you are corrupt! Well, uh, and then, you know, it goes on to say all of these other things that he's done in the past that uh, make him a bit of a creeper. 
You know, with these uh, harassment of the people that work well, in the town. I mean, if you want to believe everything you read on the uh, the Daily Hampshire Gazette, I suppose you could, you know, draw that conclusion. Uh, La Chapelle said his tone was abrupt and demanding as he ignored my request to leave me alone. He remained in my personal space as we peddled. I told him I felt harassed and asked him to move along. He asked me what I was going to do, call the police? And she goes, yes, that's exactly what I'm going to do. She actually called the police chief. And then, uh, you know, that they took, they had a little visit with him at his home. Yeah. You know, you don't, uh, I can't imagine anyone, you know, you know, flipping off Dom Sarno mm-hmm. and getting away with it. You know what I mean? You would never get away. Listen, you dingbat. Are you going to flip me off in my own city? You don't have that kind of behavior here in Springfield. You take that all the way back to East Hampton. You and your top hat, Mr. Peanut. Let's go. <laughs> See, I think he looks a little bit like Dr. Demento. That's yeah. what I think. But he, I got to tell you that during the debate, you know, Tedemer has grown into such a uh, professional. He handled that debate with such uh, dignity and professionalism. I would never have been able to handle I would be too focused on the dude's hat. To ask uh, even serious, remotely serious questions. Uh, like, okay, uh, Erica, what's the deal with the hat? That'd be like the first thing I'd ask the guy right uh, off the what, bat. What's your deal, man? Yeah, what's, <laughs> what's your deal? <laughs> this guy's going to want to come on the show now to give his side of the story. Yeah, no, we sure. don't need to do that. But but uh, but yes, that uh, was fascinating. In, uh, in an interview, Burzen said LaChapelle's email was her side of the story, but it's true for the most part. He acknowledged flipping off the mayor and calling her lady, but denied yelling at her from the parking lot and said an officer came to his home after the incident for a, quote, 20-minute conversation. I don't go around harassing city officials for sport. I know how to be very polite, and in an argument, I know how to be very rude very quickly. All right, well, I uh, believe that. And I guess to the point where, you know, he was going in City Hall so much that they didn't want him there either. It sounds like no, he's not, just not, trying to poke the bear here. Yeah, I, I, I don't I, even know. I don't think they're going to want him there after Election Day either. Uh, Burzen's declined to explain the source of his conflict with La Chapelle, saying, if I keep my mouth shut and not do stupid things like talk to the press, I will not be killed. Asked yeah, if he I, really believes his life in danger, Burzen said yes, but refused to detail any threats or provide the names of anyone allegedly involved in a plot against him. Yeah, I, I, I think he's I think he's going to be safe. You know, uh, Mayor La Chapelle uh, seems to be a fine mayor, but uh, she doesn't really look capable of uh, conjuring I, I don't, a plot to kill somebody. I else. don't see her as the uh, the homicidal maniac type of mayor. Yeah, there are other mayors around the area. You might think, okay, maybe, but not her. We've had plenty of homicidal maniacs as mayors. No, I know, and I'm just, and I'm not, city and, uh, I'm not going to point fingers or name names or you know which ones I'm talking about. Yeah, that that, that Goyette guy that went to I'm prison not, there. No, that was I'm the not, guy. He was a homicide. I am not going down that road. I'm just saying I'm not naming any names or pointing any fingers. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. You're thinking it. I know what you're thinking. No. Uh, the Beckett Quarry and Historic Forest property has been transferred from the Beckett Land Trust to the Trustees of Reservations. The 300-acre property is the former site of the Chester Hudson Granite Quarry, which was acquired by the Beckett Land Trust more than 20 years ago when the quarry was proposed to be reactivated to provide crushed stone for use in the Big Dig project. Visited by more than 14,000 people in the last year, 
Beckett's quarry popularity and stewardship challenges led the land trust to seek a partner entity to take over management of the property. They will continue to be open to the public as it undergoes enhancements. You ever, you ever get a chance? I highly recommend you going out there and seeing this thing. Really? It's pretty damn neat. It's Have things gotten so bad in your life that this is a real good destination for you? Well, when the pandemic hit, there was a lot of people going out to different uh, hot spots for hiking, and now nobody really cares about them because yeah. people yeah. can go places now. Come on, kids. Let's let's pile into the minivan. We're going to go look at quarries. But it's uh, it's one of these old things, and, and, and even the signs say, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, about uh, how the signs say, like, it looks like, Everybody just left for lunch one day and never came back because there's old machinery. There's like vehicles. You can and see stuff. stuff in the water. Sure. You know, and the uh, it's it's actually a very neat place. Sure. Well, yeah. Yeah, there's a there's an old abandoned quarry here in East Longmeadow. Yeah, you told me that. Yeah. Where where is it again? Kibby Road is where the Hoover Quarry used to be, and if you go down that road, you can't really go down that road. It's it's all you know blocked off, but. There's a quarry back there, and there are abandoned vehicles. It's not a real big, uh, you know, area, but it's pretty far back, and that's where they used to mine uh, East Longmeadow redstones. I didn't even know they had an East Longmeadow redstone. They do. Is that still a thing? That's still well. I don't know. If it's called East Longmeadow redstones, but they were redstones. Well, they're all uh, over. They're all over town. <clears throat> See, but there used to be a quarry back there, and you could go. And uh, and 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 mine away. Now you can't, cause it's all full of water. Cause they struck the bottom, and ba boom, time to get out of the hole. Ba boom. That's it. That's what they said. That's what I'm saying. That's how I'm describing it. I, I was there at the time. I kind of like uh, I kind of like uh, old history like that. Like what used to be here. Yeah. yeah. I'm kind of a history nerd like that. You're a real buff. There was a, uh, I remember in upstate New York, there was this uh, this ammunition factory that blew up during sure. World War II. Like, they were, you know, making uh, ammunition for all the uh, the soldiers. Yeah. And uh, they had a big explosion there. Killed, like, everybody in the place. It was crazy. Yeah. And uh, they still have the remnants of the building. Like, you walk through the woods and you can see, like, the, the old building. Well, I'll be neat. damned. I didn't find any uh, like fingers or uh, you know pieces. Well, of those skull. Are that stuff that probably got cleared off or eaten by animals yeah, or you, whatever. You think there'd be a skull somewhere? Well, you know, there's lots of history around uh, these parts. Even the the Springfield Armory is loads of history up there. The uh, the museums, that kind of thing. Is that listen? You can spend all day learning about stuff if you're if you're interested. Uh, in a Netherlands garden blooms a rare plant with a tall phallic shape. It's known as the penis plant. And this is only the third time the species has flowered in Europe since 1997. Really? Much like my own penis. <laughs> the six-year-old penis plant, the scientific name, uh, which is Amaphorophallus, I don't know how to say that, was cultivated by uh, gardener volunteer Rudmer Postma, According to a news release, garden personnel first noticed the flower bud in mid-September, and in just over a month, the bud has become a half a meter, over three feet tall. I'm. Uh, I think they're exaggerating. Actually, right looking at it right now, it is somewhat phallic, uh, and very large with I great girth. I wouldn't say that's a looks like a penis though. No, it doesn't look like a penis, but it is. It is standing fully erect. Uh, from uh, from the ground. 
Few botanical gardens have penis plants in their collection, making the flowering of the plant particularly rare. Native to tropical rainforest-rich Indonesia, the penis plant requires a very warm and humid growing environment and is therefore difficult to grow in Europe. But it's a terrible, pungent odor akin mm. to rotting flesh helps gardeners predict when the plant, plant will flower. It's uh, if you can imagine the the, the flower, it's, it's almost like a like a deep dark purple flower with a flesh colored stamen bursting through the middle of it, and it's, st- it's like a steaming stamen. That's it. Yeah, that's and it's in, enormous, huge. And wow. I got a video of some woman who's like pointing at it and you know rubbing the the stem. To kind of show how uh, thick it is. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. Give me, give me the botanist treatment, baby. Well, I don't want to go down that road, but yes, it's a, it's a weird looking plant. Wouldn't want that in my backyard, especially if it smells like rotting dead flesh. It is, uh, it is pretty interesting, hmm. but uh, yeah, I wouldn't want the rotting dead flesh smell. Yeah, don't don't want to get any of that pollen on you. <laughs> You're a Wow. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, mostly sunny with a high of 55. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 61. 37 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, 